rolling? We're going. We're good. All right. Well, we're finally here with uh, with the legendary Nate Boyer. Um, how fun was Saturday, dude? It was great, man. God, I had a great it's time. so much fun. That was yeah. like the most fun I've had in a long time. Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that fun. Oh, dude. I mean, just meeting all new people, and yeah. it was such a great event for such a great cause, and um, I'd never known about it until then. So we'll we'll jump into that, but. To kind of transition into that, um, kind of, uh, uh, I mean, most people watching are Austin-based. They might be familiar with you, but if they're not, kind of a, a quick background. So you were initially military and then transitioned into football. So I, I'll butcher that if I try to explain it. So kind of give people a quick, brief background on, um, you know, going from, you know, where you are military-wise into the football. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay. I'm not a Texan. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm now a Texan, but I yeah. wasn't a Texan. Uh, born in Tennessee, grew up in the San Francisco Bay. After high school, I moved down to San Diego and Los Angeles for a little bit. Then I joined the Army, uh, you know, a couple years after 9-11, and was in the Special Forces for about 10 years, and uh, did six years active duty, the last four in the National Guard. When I moved out to... Uh, I moved out to Austin to go to UT and then walked onto the football team. I'd, I'd never played football in my entire life, but it was, uh, it was always my favorite sport you know, mm -hmm. to watch. And I just uh, like had this weird regret of not playing as a kid and, and just really wanted to. So I uh, started training. I was over in Iraq. I started uh, training for football, you know, yeah. uh, in 09, came, came back in 2010 and came down here to Texas uh, and then played on the team for, for four years uh, started the last three. I was there as a long snapper and then uh, had an, an opportunity in Seattle with the Seahawks in 2015. So I was up there in Seattle then, and then I got cut. Um, so, yeah, went from military, like that was my life for, you know, roughly 10 years. Then football was my life for like five years. And then all of a sudden I had neither of those things. Yeah. And then that's how that quickly, uh, which I think branches perfectly into what um, MVP is. So merging vets and pros. That was one of the first things I really wanted to touch base on because at the event Saturday, um, I had no idea what it was. And then watching the video that you showed us, like I could not relate more to it. And um, one of the things that I thought was really important about it was how you bring people together um, that might suffer from kind of either an identity crisis or the transition from dedicating their whole life to something to not having that camaraderie anymore. So what exactly, you know, is MVP? Yeah, MVP stands for Merging Vets and Players. We bring together combat vets and former professional athletes, help them find purpose, identity, the locker room again uh, when the uniform comes off, you know. Both those careers end pretty young, uh, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s if you're lucky, and you feel like you'll never be great again. I mean, you know, the average NFL career, for instance, is three years. The average person that joins the military typically joins for about four years. So that's a, that's, that's a short timeline, and you're part of something very elite, and, you know, you have that mission and the team and the connection to something uh, greater than yourself. And, and then, uh, you know, it's it's oftentimes not on your own terms. Usually it's not on your own terms in sports anyway. And it's just over. And you lose the locker room and the team and um, that camaraderie and that, uh, you know, that sense of 
of identity and purpose um, that comes with the uniform. So battlefield, ball field, camouflage or jersey, yeah, those things are different. Uh, but that that locker room is very similar. And that loneliness when you mm-hmm. lose the locker room is also very similar. Were there a lot of similarities between, you know, when you were military and then being in the UT locker room as well? Totally. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely differences, but Mm -hmm. no, there's, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, when you go through something challenging with people, uh, whether it be physical in nature or, or, or mental or whatever, and and something that's exhausting, you all kind of get through it together and develop that respect Mm -hmm. uh, for the people, you know, across the locker room for you that also didn't quit today. Yeah. Uh, you just get, you know, you get, you become close with those people. And then you're, you're working towards, you know, winning as a team. Yep. Um, and that's the same in the military. So, like, those things are similar. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that type of stuff, that, that locker room experience is very similar. Yeah, and it's important, too. You know, um, my brother is military. Um, and then I played, um, actually, junior college ball, which that was something I was telling you about where the stories were similar. So you actually had played a role, believe it or not, in keeping me motivated wait, long before we met. So... I rode the bench in high school for football, but like I was good. It's just, we had a really, really good high school team. And uh, it was one of those things very similar to what you said, where I wanted to play and I didn't want to like live in regret. I didn't want the years to pass and be like, man, I wish I would have done that. Right. So I initially tried to walk on at Boise state and they were like, dude, we're like number, we're like, they were like top five at the time. And so they recommended a a junior college. And uh, at the time I was 21 and Back then, that felt like I was way too old. Like, I aged out. Which, looking back now, yeah, I'm like, I was perfect. So, um, so I was training, and I just all the time I was losing motivation. And my friends, you know, I was telling them, like, man, I just don't think, like, I think my time's passed, this and that. And then they go, dude, there's this guy at UT. Like, he's 30. Like, he's he's playing. And, you know, he did this whole thing. Like, he never played before at all. And, and that, that always kind of kept me motivated because it is important to have, like, you know, a shared experience in a sense where if you feel like you're alone, it's really hard to stay motivated. But when you see other people going through similar challenges, then you're a lot more likely to complete it. And that was something that uh, I thought was kind of cool. And now here we are hanging out. I mean, that's what got me through special forces training is just knowing that, yeah, this is challenging and the odds are against everybody that you're Mm going to make it through something like this. But at the same time, thousands have done it before. Yeah. You know, and what they all share in common is, is that they didn't quit. They just yeah. kept going and they kept trying. And sometimes even when you don't quit, that doesn't mean that doesn't ensure victory. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you still ultimately fail or whatever, but it doesn't feel like the same type of failure is, is, is if uh, is if you were if you were to quit. You know, it's just different. It's uh, as long as you do everything in your control uh, to you know, to be successful and, and you just uh you just, I don't know. You just, you just focus on that. Like, what, what? There's so many things that are out of our control in this world. Oh yeah. We try to, you know, that we worry about and whatever, and it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. So you just, you just do what you can, and you just keep doing it. And typically, uh, a, a positive result will come. It might not be what you inti- uh, intended or mm-hmm. expected going into it, but you know, it's uh, that's that's the. I yeah. mean, that's just that's the secret. 
to life, I think, in well, so many ways. For me, just what, not giving up. what I gathered from my experience was I learned so much because the cool thing about, um, and I'm sure it's relative in the uh, military as well, is you're now grouped with a, a group of people from so many different walks of life, different backgrounds, things like that. And when you share that, that common, you know, struggle, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, training or combat or something like that, you know, you, you learn so much about one another and then you learn so much about, um, you learn to compromise as well. That was one of the big things, you know, here I am this dorky white dude from Idaho now on a team in California. I was in Chico and then I was in Sacramento and, uh, you know, I was with all these guys that were completely different that I think outside of football, I probably never would have been friends with them. And now I still talk to them to this day. And, um, you know, we overcame so much and we had gone through so much and it was such an important thing. And then, you know, kind of coming back to MVP, it was such a, a weird transition out of that. And, um, so watching like the video of everyone coming together, it was really cool. And so what's kind of like, the like how did you get involved in mvp or did were you like a founder of it is it you were a founder of yeah it? i co-founded it with jay glazer mm -hmm. oh cool so yeah we we founded it back in 2000 end of 2015 mm -hmm. and we started uh, working with a lot of the vets and athletes training out of the gym in, in, in roughly i think april of 2016 so it's about six years old um you know i i trained at jay's gym it's called unbreakable performance center mm -hmm. in, uh, in hollywood West Hollywood and trained there when I was preparing for that opportunity in the NFL, got to know Jay really well. He helped me get that shot up in Seattle. And then, uh, when I came back afterwards, I didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, after football was over, I was thinking about going back <laughs> in the military. Like I just wasn't sure. And Jay, uh, Jay said, Hey, like, let's do something for guys that are in the situation you're in right now. Like sitting in, you know, walking in your shoes in that position. Like what, you know, let's, let's, let's figure something out so that the cycle doesn't continue, you know? And, uh, and so that's how MVP started. You know, it was like, he just, he just said like, let's, let's walk this walk together, man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so we just, we just opened the charity up then and started working with, with, with vets and athletes. And, uh, I'd met some guys in a, that were actually living in a homeless shelter in West, uh, East Hollywood, I should say on sunset boulevard um different part of sunset and uh yeah they uh they started coming up to the gym and then jay brought some athletes in including like randy couture and tony gonzalez and, oh yeah um you know to hear those guys talk about their struggle with losing the uniform and feeling like they don't belong anymore mm -hmm. uh that was uh that was kind of eye-opening for a lot of these vets and yeah that bond sort of began there yeah, it's it's pretty astounding to me how just, you know, there's still just not enough, at least from my point of view, just resources and things going into veteran care. Today's episode is brought to you by Regen Health and Wellness. The team at Regen Health and Wellness is devoted to helping patients revitalize, repair, and renew the optimal blueprint of yourself. They provide an individualized and concierge model of healthcare empowering patients to optimize their health span and overall quality of life. It's said no one can escape father time, but almost everyone can make the conscious decision and commit to living better and healthier lives. It begins with a mindset. They offer both in-clinic and telemedicine consultations, so whether you're due for a routine checkup or struggling to hit your health and fitness goals, 
Go online or give them a call to schedule your appointment today. You know, I just uh, watching that video Saturday too with Jay saying that um, the veteran suicide rate is what twenty two a day. Yeah, that, roughly. I mean, it, yeah. it changes year to year, but it's it's roughly around. I think it's still yeah. around uh, twenty a day. It's uh, that's too. That's wild. just too much. You know, and and I mean, even one is too much. And it's it's pretty amazing to me that there's still just not enough resources. And um, so. You know, I think there is. It's just they're not the right resources. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, everybody relates to different things. Some mm-hmm. people, MVP is not for everybody. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there that it's just not for them. They, they want other stuff. But um, for those that it does work for, it works really well. And, and I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's maybe too many resources, too many options. It's confusing. Um, and a lot of it, uh, to me anyway, is not authentic it just feels kind of corny yeah and like that's not gonna work with me i i don't i'm I'm like a highly motivated person but i also need like uh type of people i want to be around are not very pc you know what i mean yeah. and it's just like i'm not going to relate to something that's just yeah. too sensitive in, in some ways well it's very restrictive to that ideology you know it's um it the whole piece so i lived in tacoma before i lived here and it was just, it was like that. I felt like I was on eggshells all the time. And what people don't seem to like understand is like that PC concept is it it, like gets you, it it riddles my like anxiety because I feel like it's just any moment someone's going to like blow up on me. And so when you take someone that's struggling with something like PTSD or anything and you put them in that environment, I can't even imagine like, yeah, you know, that's, that's the worst type of concept to be around. And, um, yeah, I, I think that it's it's about um, really just, you know, challenging is, is just human nature. Like, you want to be challenged. You want to overcome. You want to win. You know, we're very, uh, what do you call it? Like, in, as individuals, we like, we like to, you know, face adversity and, and overcome it. And so when you take those things away, yeah, you can feel hopeless. That's how I felt during COVID. I felt like I had no purpose. You know, being locked down, I was just going stir crazy, so... It, um, you know, what's, what's kind of the long-term plan then with MVP? Do you have like, I know you were doing something with F45 as well. Um, yeah, with M4, with M40, yeah, with MVP, <laughs> we want to, uh, we just want to be everywhere, you know, and that takes time and, and money, uh, and resources and people. Um, but we're growing it. We've been opening about two or three chapters a year. Uh, Austin potentially could be our 10th. Mm-hmm. We just opened our eighth in Phoenix. We're going to open in Pittsburgh next uh, but then Austin, Tampa, Nashville, there's a lot of spots that make a lot of sense for us yeah. uh, to go next, and, and we'll see. Um, but with F45, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm partnering up with F45, and uh, I'm going to open a gym here uh, in Austin, starting out and some other markets around the country, I believe. And we kind of want to make it like an MVP uh an MVP gym. I mean, it's an mm-hmm. F45, of course. Like a hybrid. Yeah, we, we just want to have the opportunity to hold MVP there every week. Um, and let everybody know, hey, this gym's veteran-owned, and uh, we, we, we're going to encourage and, and have a lot of uh, uh, athletes and vets that train there as well. Um, but we want to integrate everybody. It's yeah. not, like, just for us. It's, like, that's one of the things that I think we still struggle with in this country is uh, – reacclimating and like and it's veterans it's it's the fault of the veteran too a lot of times they just want to like oh i know civilians are going to relate to me so i don't want to like 
be around that. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not healthy. It's not good. It's not going to help us move forward. So that's the opposite. I want of what I want to do. I just want to build that bridge and, and get everybody together. Cause at the end of the day, like we're so much more, we have so much more in common than we are, than we have that are, that's different. And mm-hmm. you know, people struggle. Everybody has shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we oh, yeah. all have got things that we got to work through and, you know, you can let the stench overwhelm you or you can turn it into fertilizer and like do something with it. And that's just the human experience. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do with this, with F45 and MVP. Uh, Cause the F45 team's very committed to it. You know, yeah. they're, they're opening up a program called the afters program, which stands for armed forces to entrepreneur. And they're encouraging and kind of, they have, they have a gateway, uh, an opportunity for vets uh, who qualify uh, and that want to do this, you know, are motivated uh, to get into uh, franchise ownership yeah. of F45 Studios um, with very little cost up front to the veteran. Um, so it's an opportunity. Like I said, you got to be committed. You got to be serious about it. You got to be the right person. It's not just, it's not going to be for everybody, but um, th- there's, there's a lot of barriers around something like that, whether they be financial or, or whatever, um, that F45 is trying to navigate and and that's uh that's a pretty unique thing i as far as i know there's no program like that mm-hmm. um at least in the um in the fitness industry at large like with with big with a big uh, uh you know franchise such as uh f45 they're booming right now yeah yeah i'm seeing them everywhere and people like are so happy with them too uh i was just talking to actually mark yesterday about that and um mark Wahlberg. No, yeah right <laughs> he's the face of it. i know no mark um the ceo of uh, avatar nutrition okay. the, um and uh you met him saturday and uh he uh we were talking about how one of the things that stands out about f45 is not just their workout program but the staff like everyone seems so happy like they take care of their staff the members like they've done a great job building a culture and a community and so I think those are really important aspects, especially as if they're, you know, forming some sort of collaboration or, or merging with MVP. That's the well, that's one of the things we encourage at MVP when you come yeah. to the gym. So people from the veteran and athlete community, when they were serving or when they were playing, most of them were in you know the best shape of their lives. And that's not necessarily the case <laughs> afterwards. So we yeah. got a lot of vets and athletes that come in MVP that are a bit out of shape, you know, whether that's from injuries or just, man, I wanted to get away from having to get up at six every day and go through this routine. So they just stopped training, yeah. you know? So now we got people come back through our doors for an MVP session and it's challenging. You know, we work out for about 45 minutes in MVP, just yep. like at F45 and you get that sweat going. Um, but the thing about it is with that community and that culture, there, there'll be people that are in really, really good shape still. Mm-hmm. And then there'll peep, there are people that are, you know, maybe a little overweight or, or banged up or just, um, just out of shape. And there's no judgment. Uh, but also, like, we're still pushing one another. And, like, there's, not, there's no better feeling than, like, the person next to you that was struggling. And you know they got through that workout because you were with them. You know what I mean? And they felt your energy. And, yep. like, you you weren't giving up, so they weren't going to give up. And then they start to build that confidence three months later, six months later, whatever it is they're they turn into that coach. You know what I mean? Yep. And sometimes a coach doesn't have to say anything. You just have to walk along next to somebody, you know, or train along next to somebody uh, to provide that motivation. Like it doesn't, there, there's not like, there's no magic beans or like, you know, the, the word, the, a certain word or phrase that just, 
fixes somebody's mindset. It's like the consistency and being there. And like when you got people with you, you know, around you and you don't feel alone, you're going to get through it. So that's like the power of group fitness. And mm-hmm. that's sort of the power of, uh, uh, you know, of, of MVB and F45. Like that's what we're trying to promote and foster together. And so we, we are very much aligned with our narrative and messaging and like what's important to us. No. And it's, you know, I love, I love that it, because that's kind of what, I, uh, you know, it goes very, it coincides with what I have here with Austin fitness community is, you know, intimidation can play a major factor and in, in, intimidation comes in different factors as well. It's not just someone going into like a hardcore barbell gym and being like, Oh, I'm not, you know, this is not my vibe. It's going in there intimidated that they're not gonna be able to perform up to the standard. So when they can go into a place and feel comfortable, they're a lot more likely to start trying harder and then being more consistent. And those are the, the really important aspects in, you know, the life changing aspects of fitness. And so I think that I've noticed that a lot because I've, I've done a lot of work in the veteran community and I've noticed that is they, you know, and I can speak from uh, experience where when I was playing football, I was in the best shape of my life. Like I, and I could, I could party and then go to playing a game the next day and be fine. But when football ended, that motivation was gone. I had no reason to train. Today's episode is brought to you by Avatar Nutrition. It is always a treat to show some love to our sponsor, Avatar Nutrition. Avatar is actually owned by my friend Mark, who is a lifting buddy of mine from the gym. What I didn't realize at the time is that his app has been used by close to 200,000 people, and they've used it to lose over 2.5 million pounds of pure body fat. What's really special about Avatar is that it's a complete service delivered through a super easy-to-use app. See, Avatar is the OG in the macros game and created a process that makes counting macros both fun and simple to stick to long-term. You've got unlimited support from their community and experts on staff, and they are in the business of giving their clients results that last. Try it free on the App Store or Google Play Store for two weeks, and if you love it as much as I do, it's just $9.99 a month after that, or $97.99 for the annual rate if you want even more of a discount. If you're a coach, trainer, or you own any kind of business and want to use Avatar to facilitate game-changing nutrition coverage for your people, Avatar is a program for groups too. Just contact them through their website to learn more at www.avatarnutrition.com. And then the party never stopped. And so when it was time to start getting back in shape, I was so discouraged. I, I had no motivation. I didn't really have a purpose of what I was working towards. And then when I started training around people that were like-minded, I started to find that motivation. And, and it was really about just doing it for myself. I didn't need a purpose. I just felt good. And uh, that I've noticed that with you know, companies like F45 and then just group training in general. And, and that's what I'm trying to do with what I have here is kind of create a community environment where it's just merging different, you know, demographics together and, and kind of just creating one solid community where people don't feel like they have to fit a certain mold, you know, and uh, it's kind of off topic, but it's like the fitness industry has become so materialistic and over-sexualized. And it's like, it's like I was telling you, like I, any guy enjoys a good thirst trap, but I don't think that should rec, like represent health and f- wellness because of what it, the, the aspects of that can discourage individuals from, you know, even trying or stepping foot into a gym. And so, no, I, I really, I really do 
appreciate what you're doing and I'm all in like whatever you need you know you already know me I'm trying to help as much as I can and so I appreciate it yeah no it's it's really cool and and we'll we'll make sure to help out we'll we'll put the links and stuff in the bios and everything but yeah um I mean a lot of that too will be when we come out here we'll be building building that team you know what I mean with the right people because uh you know we don't want to just open one location no. you know we want to be all over the city and there there already is a good amount of f45s along here and that's the other thing too that's important for people to understand is like mm-hmm. with uh, with what i'm bringing in and what i'm going to be building out here with the mvp team and and f45 uh that the idea is to also uh build up the existing f45s and and, and the ones that need help you know mm-hmm. um or that maybe are um looking for a, a slight change in the way that their, their culture is developed. Like we want to do that together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a team effort. Like I'm not just saying that in a corny way. Yeah. Like it really is. And, and then beyond that, like with these other, um, other brands, other, other gyms, like dude, it's a win if we're all healthier, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're all motivated. And I mean like healthier, like mentally, yeah, emotionally, yeah. we believe in ourselves and we push ourselves like, so that's going to extend everywhere because it's like, just like I said with MVP, like F45 is not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. But like what's most important is like the culture that we're fostering and like the imprint we're making on the community, people we're impacting. And then I want people that walk through our doors and any gym door, like when they leave there, that same mentality they had coming into the gym as far as like, I'm going to attack this workout. I'm not going to let it defeat me. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, you know, I, I hope to get pushed a little bit, you know, and I want to get to that almost my breaking point maybe. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, push through it Yep. and not let it defeat me. And then I walk out, I walk out those doors and I go, uh, whether it's with my family or my job or, you know, stranger on the street, like I want to be, uh, the same type of person, the same type of mentality. Um, it's just going to make you, I think, happier yep. and, um, more confident and, and a better citizen. Well, it's amazing what those little wins can do. I mean, just a little win can can really just light the fuse for little things. I mean, it's like I was telling you the other day, you know, Saturday was like a huge just just meeting all those great people and networking and all that. Like that was a big win for me personally because like things had just gotten so dicey and I just started really getting discouraged and losing it and then after that I just felt reinvigorated like I was so excited to kick this week off and just all the things coming up like you know and that right there makes the whole difference and so just having someone go into an atmosphere like that can make a whole difference just a little win like that that's what that's what happens weekly at MVP yeah because I mean what we do Every week in all of our chapters, we meet up in the gym, we Mm -hmm. train for about 45 minutes, and then we hang out for about another 45 minutes on the wrestling mat. And it's peer-to-peer coaching. You know, we encourage vulnerability and Mm -hmm. we talk through heavy stuff. Uh, And sometimes it's good stuff too. We want to share wins, like all that stuff. But it's a place you can come with uh, uh, like-minded individuals. Some of them you may know very well. Some of them you may have just met today, but like you respect what they've done as far as their backgrounds and the teams they were a part of. And you walk, you walk in there, maybe carrying, you know, quite a burden, whether it was yeah. something you've been holding on to for uh, 10 years or something that happened 10 minutes ago. And then you just let it out there, you talk through it, you walk out those doors and yeah, you, you're reinvigorated. Like you said, you know, yeah. you're, you're refreshed, you're lightened um, and, and you're just ready to get back after it the next day. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, you know, it's great that, you know, you push vulnerability because one of the cool things that I, I experienced, uh, especially playing ball, was how close I became with my teammates. And these were guys that were like, you know, kind of had that tough guy persona and all that. But we, you know, we shared so much like the fight and, and just the training that we were able to just be open with each other. I actually, when I was in Sacramento, um, I had this teammate. His name was Henry and Yenahi. He ended up transferring and played running back for a while at Illinois. But he used to hold um, like little youth groups in a, an apartment. And we'd just be all just circled up in a um, in the living room somewhere. And yeah, we would just share stuff and talk about things that bothered us and stuff. And it was huge. And, and that team had not like, had won like one game prior, like the three or four years prior to me getting there. And then we went like eight and two or something when I was there. And it, it was pretty cool. And so do you have any ideas? Um, I might just be spitballing here. Like, is the MVP just, going to be like that hit style training, like the group training, or have you even considered like hybrid stuff as well? Like um, I know the jujitsu scenes blowing up out here or um, the strongman powerlifting, things like that. Are you guys open to doing those environments as well? Or is it pretty much that? So with most of our chapters as it is, uh, there is a, an MMA aspect Mm -hmm. uh, typically, not always, Yeah, but you know, and there's some options with that with F45s as well, which is nice. But beyond that, like, so we do the, the weekly huddle, you know, that is, that is a weekly thing we do. Beyond that, though, we love to do other stuff out in the community. It doesn't always have to be fitness related. Sometimes it's, we're going to ball games together or, you know, going out to lunch or whatever, networking. Sometimes uh, uh, there, there's other community events that we want to like be a part of. Um, and other times, yeah, maybe we want to go, um, you know, on a, on a run or a hike or, um, you know, we got a lot of guys in LA now that are, that are uh, doing more and more jujitsu outside yeah. of MVP. You know, they'll go do it together, you know? So all those things, the answer is yes. Like yeah. all those things, because some of the people that gravitate to M- to MVP uh, and some of them that I don't want to say necessarily even gravitate, they get dragged <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. are, are in a hole. They don't, they don't want to, they don't, they often just like, they want to stay home and draw the blinds and like, you know, drink too much or pop pills or just kind of try to forget the past. You yep. know what I mean? And not worry and not think about the future. Cause that can be depressing too. And it's like, we're exactly the opposite of that mentality. Like we want to get you out of that space, you know, let's get outside. Let's go do stuff, especially in this day and age after COVID. Oh, yeah. We're so addicted to these, you know, these little yeah. computers <laughs> right. and like yeah. all that stuff. Like not that those things aren't incredible. Like there's so much, that we can do. I mean, this podcast, yeah. most people will see this or hear this on a phone yep. or through a laptop, obviously. So like there's, there's value in it, but for us to just be hooked on that and not have a conversation like you and I are having right now, yeah. where you're in the room, you're like connected with somebody and you're just talking or doing out doing something like that's, that's what we're all about. So there's a, a bevy of options and they're endless and there's going to be new stuff that happens in Austin that we haven't done in any other chapter. Um, so we're always just open to that. The main thing for us is just about the community. Yep. You know? and, uh, Today's episode is brought to you by CBD Online Express. CBD Online Express is a fresh up-and-coming CBD company that strives to offer the highest quality products at an affordable price to help you in your everyday life. They offer a variety of products such as tinctures, edibles, flour, and even their new recreational line, Oxed Up. They also have plans to introduce water and an energy drink later this year. 
Go to cbdonlineexpress.com and get your products today. And people empowering one another. Doesn't really matter what we're doing. Yeah. The consistency of the of the MVP sessions, the huddles we do with the workout, and then um, the, the peer-to-peer coaching, that's a weekly thing that we like to maintain. Outside of that, it's an open book. You know, you choose your own adventure. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, like I mentioned, man, you got me at a full expense, whatever you need. Like I'm all, I'm all in. I had you at hello. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's so funny too. Like I'm always just putting out feelers and it's like, no one ever wants to take up the help. And it's kind of like what we were talking about Saturday is like, if I offer help, it's unconditional unless like I've said like, Hey, this is what is going to happen. Like, and I feel like people just don't do that anymore. And I think that's kind of just the world his, we live in nowadays is everyone's afraid to ask for help. You know, everyone's right. afraid because there's so like so many conditions now with people or they, they hold it over you or they, they almost weaponize it. Like, Hey, remember that time I helped you? Like now you owe me. And it's like, I hate that. And I just don't want to be a part of that problem. And so, um, no, I, I would love to help out as much as I can. And I mean, just hanging out with those guys Saturday was so cool. And it was just, it was nice to be around, you know, new people that were also like-minded, you know, right. hustlers and, health wellness enthusiasts and just all about just growing um no that that was that was really cool and so kind of uh switching gears so and going backwards so when you joined the military and then going into football what was the the training differences like kind of focusing on the fitness aspect of things now like did was it kind of an easy adjustment or is there i I was gonna say was like the ut training program a little tougher than uh or not tougher but like what were kind of the differences i guess not tougher but it's completely different Mm -hmm. sport quote unquote i mean yeah (laughs) you know i weighed about 165 pounds (laughs) on average when i was a green beret uh, and that was great because you're carrying a lot of weight around beyond your own. Uh, 60 pounds of gear, often a rucksack, you know, yeah. a weapon. Uh, and you're in camouflage and boots and a helmet, a different kind of helmet, yeah. you know. And it's hot as heck, not that it's not hot out here, uh, overseas. And you're, you know, uh, and you've got to be able to move, you know, miles at a time. Uh, but you're rarely at a sprint, it's yeah. not power. Uh, it's, it's, it's a different type of, um, training, you know, where it's football, everything's explosive. It's four to six seconds is the average play, mm-hmm. you know, and for us on a, on mission, you know, it's like four to six hours, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's very different. It's, it, it's, it's the mentality has got to be the same as far as like the work ethic and, uh, not getting complacent, being prepared, uh, f- fighting for the man on your left and right when you're on the football field and in the I always equate that to similar, but the physicality of it is completely different. It's, yeah, it's explosive bursts on a football field. Um, everything's a kind of a violent movement, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily violence in the sense of negativity, but even like long snapping a football. Oh yeah. Like you have to rip it back there, you know, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you gotta be consistent. You gotta throw a spiral. It's gotta be accurate. Just like if you're shooting a weapon, it's gotta be consistent. It's gotta be accurate. Uh, but when I'm shooting a weapon, I'm trying to slow my breathing down as much as I can, calm everything. I want to be still, you know, I want to slowly squeeze the trigger until it surprises me. In football, as soon as I hear that snap count, it's my <laughs> time to snap it. I yeah. just got everything I got, you know what I mean? And uh, so Olympic lifting becomes a lot more common. That being said, a lot of the military 
uh, strength and conditioning training over the last several years, pretty much since I got off of act, came off active duty in, you know, 2010. Since then, they have skewed much more towards a lot of Olympic lifting. Uh, they started something called the Thor program. Uh, it's in the special operations. It's just a, a training training program that, that was developed uh, from outside strength and conditioning coaches. They worked with groups like the NSCA and other uh, organizations to develop something that is more functional for the military athlete. You know what I mean? Um, that still maintains a high level of endurance training because that is something you have to you have to have. Yeah, you, know, you have to have the dis be able to to move uh, you know those distances if necessary. Because my last deployment in Afghanistan, you know, we're we're flying in a Chinook. We're getting dropped off five miles from our target and we got to walk, you know, quietly yeah. <laughs> uh, through the night and early morning often um, to a target house or whatever that is uh, with a lot of gear on under night vision. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's very different than uh, deploying on a football field. Yeah. Yeah. Running it's down on a kickoff. Little, like it's just a little better atmosphere different. too. <laughs> yeah. I bet, but yeah, I mean, it's incredible to hear some of the stories of like what, you know, a lot of these like special forces guys go through and or like the missions they would go on. Like I was listening to a, a Marcus Luttrell speech like he gave a football team and just hearing like, oh, and, you know, we did a six mile hike or something through this. I'm like, what? Like I get tired walking down to the gas station for like food and yeah. to imagine six like six mile hike with a pack. Full yeah. Of water bullets, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah whatever else, you know, it's radio batteries. Like it's crazy. The stuff we got to lug around and, uh, so football is a yeah. breeze then. Yeah. I bet. yeah. No, it wasn't because I'm not yeah. fast, you yeah. know, like those guys are fast. I don't have that kind of explosiveness. I'm not, I'm much more built as you can see looking at me to be an endurance athlete. I'm running a hundred mile race in August. You know, oh, and that's something that I'm more equipped to do than to play football. Like I'm not, fast at all i'm not I'm, i would never no matter how hard i trained no matter what i did i've never in a million years would come close to running a 4 4 40 which you have to do if you're going to play defensive back at that level so i walked on as a safety but i couldn't get on the field because i wasn't fast <laughs> yeah. enough you know and, I, and yeah. I never would be and that's okay that's why i started long snapping that's what i did you know found a found found yeah. a thankless job and a way to get way to get way to get on there and play meaningful snaps but it's just that's the reality yeah no it's it's uh long snapping I I had way more fun doing that than I did play because I played linebacker and I, I'd never played linebacker. They asked me like they were short at it when I was in Chico and they I went there as a uh, actually like a receiver as a tight end and they were like, oh, have you ever played linebacker? I've never played linebacker, but in my like I wanted to play, so I was like, oh yeah, like love playing that. It's my favorite and it was quite the adjustment, but yeah, it uh, you know, so how how the heck did you end up on the Seahawks is like my question like that. Well, I started it, three years yeah. as the long snapper for the Longhorns and that, that's what they, they uh, signed me as. I signed as yeah. a free agent, but I signed as a long snapper. So uh, that's where I got my opportunity. And, uh, and that's, yeah, that was pretty, pretty well. I, I was hearing one of this, uh, what you were talking about Saturday, which I thought was so cool that you were like warming up and today's episode is brought to you by Hotworks. I want to let you guys know about an incredible new craze going on in the Austin fitness community. It's called Hotworks. 
HotWorks is a virtually instructed exercise program created for users to experience the many benefits of infrared heat absorption while completing a 30-minute isometric workout or a 15-minute high-intensity interval training session. As the infrared heat penetrates your body, causing you to sweat, the isometric postures further accelerate detoxification by physically removing the toxins from your organs through muscle contraction. HotWorks is virtually instructed, has 24-7 access, and also offers easy-to-use app-based scheduling so you never have to miss a class again. HotWorks has two locations to serve, located at the intersection of Anderson Mill Road and FM620 in the HEB Plus Shopping Center, and also another location in San Marcos. So stop in, tell them Austin Fitness Community sent you, and get a special free session on us, and check out HotWorks today. We're saying like Peyton Manning's over there throwing, and it's just the whole experience was like I was living vicariously through you during that speech because like that's kind of what I was going for. But then I'd realized that like after my last season, I was like, man, I'm doing this to prove to others that I can do it, not because I wanted to do it after a while. And um, but while you were there, one of the things I was um, curious to talk to you about was it's one of the things I respect about you the most is your ability to compromise, which is what so many people lack nowadays it's like the whole world has gotten so crazy they're very tribalistic it's like one side or the other yeah and i remember you'd had a um a kind of a role in the whole kaepernick spiel and um i thought it was so cool and i couldn't understand why everyone was like jumping down your throat was when all that stuff was taking place you were like trying to find ways to compromise and and have that conversation and then it just exploded but like what what was kind of the the whole background behind that, that whole spiel with him. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit it on the head. I just, just wanted people to listen to to each other, mm-hmm. people with a different perspective. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, I respected his right to do what he was doing. Didn't necessarily agree or don't necessarily agree with everything that he says and does, as I'm sure he doesn't feel that way about me. But, uh, you know, I, I took the oath to defend the Constitution, yeah. as, as did everybody else to join the military, and that includes... First Amendment, freedom mm-hmm. of speech. And I was just about defending that right. Uh, at the end of the day, that was the most important thing to me. Yeah. Well, one of the things that kind of I never had thought about that you had, had said was that the national anthem was more about honoring like the fallen. It had nothing to do with what he was really protesting. I, I could be mislabeling that. Um, but that you just thought his approach to it was like almost like bad timing. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, no, it was, I was watching a sports center interview, I think is what it was. And you were talking about like, um, the national anthem was like, God, what was it? I know I was butchering it. Um, but you were basically saying like, you know, you, you, everything you just said, like you were defending, you know, you, you, uh, respected his right to, you know, freedom of speech and things like mm-hmm. that. You just thought it was like, not the best time and place for it. Like, uh, I, I don't know if i've said that i think a lot of people feel that way but i don't think i've said that i mean that's it's a very effective time and place that's why that's the intent of a protest yeah be uncomfortable and that's why it blew up like it did because Mm of when he decided to do it his choice to do that like uh so yeah no i think it was that's why it was effective i mean that's Mm -hmm. the intent of a protest to make people uncomfortable it's not get people talking yeah it's not supposed to be something that everybody's like okay with otherwise protests you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah do, do you ever like do, do you still get asked about that all the time obviously i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time yeah all the time it, and it's all good i mean it's like i put myself out there i put myself in that position so um you know 
that was my choice to, I didn't have to get involved. I didn't have mm. to write that open letter. And I did, you know, and then he reached out to me and wanted to meet. And I could have said no, but I mm -hmm. chose to meet with him. So yeah, good, bad or indifferent. I mean, like I haven't really talked to him, uh, since then, you really? know, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it, it uh, I wouldn't have done anything different. I don't think I would have said the same things. And uh, how bad did the media twist it up? I mean, do media, you think that's, that, all, that's all the media does? That's yeah. what they always do. They just uh, they just want people to to read the paper, and you know they want uh, corporations to buy advertising spots. So you know that's so that's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired of that. You know, it's just I mean that's why people watch though. You know they want they want the the, uh, the headlines. Yeah, and, you know. the the it's it seems like that's how people get their news now. Like. Just me memes always, and headlines and stuff. It's been like yeah. that for a long, long yeah. time. Now. It's so it's so bizarre to me. And then now looking at it, like, you think he'll ever play again? I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete. He is. Gosh, he is. It's I, tough when you haven't played for six years, yeah. which it is now. I think five or six years. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, he he did opt out of his contract. I think he was offered a contract by the Broncos right afterwards. Mm -hmm. Didn't take it. Uh, and then the following year, you know, was it was just you know, became became tougher and tougher for to get that opportunity. Uh, and, and I think you know, at the time he was he took the Niners to the Super Bowl and then back to the NFC Championship yeah. game. So uh, at that time, you know, which is now five five or six years ago now, um, since he started stopped playing, like when that all happened, that was almost ten years ago. Uh -huh. He was playing at that level, so it's hard to say where he, where, where he's at now. I mean, you can watch those tapes, you know, of him training and all that. Obviously he could still throw the ball and, you know, and move around, but is it the exact same as playing in a game? You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you simulate that or how you like no. show that. So it's tough. I mean, I think he's I'm not sure. The game evolves so crazy. Now, like every year, like the yeah. athletes are getting, insane it's like, yeah. like every year the combines like crazier but you know we used to have the saying back in college where uh they were like t-shirt all americans you know these guys that were phenomenal athletes but when it was time to step on the field or even learning plays like it was clueless but but no i you know what's crazy i was actually at the first game he ever played in in college oh wow yeah when he uh he stepped in is when he was with nevada they played boise state i was there uh uh i was just like in the stands i was still a kid and uh he, it was unbelievable to watch. I mean, that was a four overtime game. Like wow. he ran like two hundred like ninety yards and threw for like three hundred, and he came in like the second half too. So I knew he was gonna be a star, but now it's just very bizarre to watch. Um, and then seeing how th it's gotten even more bizarre, seeing how things have like really moved um, since then. And yeah, I don't know. I think I think that time's done though. I think it's you know um, my personal opinion. I think it's. It's it's more about just attention at this point. And, yeah, I don't uh, know. I mean, he, yeah, he had a workout with the Raiders this year, um, but I don't think they've signed him. No. Well, it's it's it's, so, it's so. at this point he's a distraction, you know. And it's whether he wants to be or not. Like it's just there's just been so much scrutiny behind everything that yeah. you would um you would just be distracting the team, and you have to have in order to win like a focused team. Like you can't have. You know, we've seen that just in any team sport where you, you get one person and it spreads like a virus, you know, that just, it can, it can cripple a team, but no, it's, um, 
yeah, it's definitely interesting. What was that like too? Being, you know, how how long were you there at the Seahawks? Just beginning in 2015. Really? Yeah, just OTAs training camp in the preseason. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was wondering what the training differences was like versus Seahawks versus like being at UT. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, and that, that was Pete Carroll as the coach who came oh, from yeah. a college background. So I think that team more than maybe any other was probably more similar to the college experience. Yeah. So it's, I have friends that go and uh, they always tell me the same thing. Like getting there is easy. Staying there. Like when you come from like a D one school with those big rounds, but right. staying there is like the hardest thing in the world right. because <laughs> it's a business, you know, they don't owe you anything. Exactly. Uh, now it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, like Pete was all about competition and the locker room and, you know, the, the, the Legion of boom. They also said, love our brothers is our L O B stands for that oh, as well. Cool. So like, it's very, it was very tight knit, you know, and, and uh, at the time I was there, I mean, that was the most stacked team. Oh, God, know, that defense. Had, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, Jimmy uh, Graham, uh, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, uh, and that's just on offense, you know, and then on the defense, they got Michael Bennett, and they got Bobby Wagner, and Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, like, it's incredible just, teams. Yeah, yeah was, it's just, those guys, that, that, I just remember that year, that they were like, it was unbelievable to watch them. They were just smashing teams. And, uh, but I haven't really watched the NFL lately. It's just, you know, I feel like sports have gotten so political. Everything is now. And it's just draining. Like at this point, I just like, I just want to like go to movies or go to right. sports and just escape that. And I just, everywhere I go, it's like being shoved in my face and it's draining. And I think it kind of comes full circle with what we were talking about with like MVP and stuff is, you know, when you are mentally drained like that, that can have a significant impact on your life and the decisions you make. And uh, I think that's why people are going so crazy now. Is yeah. just there's just so much information just being constantly shoved. And like you said, on the phones and stuff, and um, social media plays a role in that. You see, every, everyone puts this perspective that they're so happy, but you know, probably just living the same life as exactly. you. And it's it's draining, but. Um, you know, I think people will wake up. I think you can only fake those things for so long. I, right. I could just be optimistic. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, I'm a pretty optimistic person. Yeah. <laughs> I try to stay positive. <laughs> um, but so so you say you're doing a 100-mile race? Yeah. Where, where's that at? Leadville, Colorado. Oh, nice. What made you want to do that? See if I can do it, man. Really? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, it's appealing. It's like it's, I love the challenge of that. Mm -hmm. and, uh I ran my first official marathon in February, and then in March I ran a 50K back in uh, Griffith Park in L.A. Um, and then I started just like, well, I'm going to maintain the training up and, you know, see if I can do it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, for it. I'll have to connect. Do you know who Zach Bitter is? I do not. So Zach Bitter is like an ultra marathon, like, world record holder champion. Wow. He held the, I think um, he did, what was it, 100 miles in like 11 hours or something. Oh but he lives out here now. Okay, cool. And so he just I'd moved out here. Yeah, I'll absolutely introduce you. He was actually the very first guest I had on the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, great guy. It. And cool. he's so smart. He has his own show. You go do that. He does Zoom and in person. So, cool. yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Line One Nutrition. Since their inception 13 years ago, Line One Nutrition has steadily grown into one of the most trusted supplement companies in the world, consistently formulating groundbreaking muscle building supplements enjoyed throughout the USA and at military bases around the world. Excellent customer service is a staple of Line 1 Nutrition and is a big reason they've maintained a dedicated customer base with clients who reorder time and again. 
Line One Nutrition's products aren't the garden variety proteins and pre-workouts found on the shelf. They've spent years developing a line custom engineered to exceed normal standards and meet every need from mind-blowing pre-workouts to incredible joint support with CBD and even green energy Malaysian Kratom, which provides fantastic stress-reducing anti-inflammatory properties that benefit athletes of any kind. But where Line One has really made their mark is with their lean muscle-building supplements. No other company can match Line One's unique, potent, proven effective muscle builders. The bottom line is, if you're serious about taking your physique to the next level, visit www.line1nutrition.com today and use code AFC15 to save 15% off your entire order. I'll, I'll definitely, um, I'll, I'll give you his information or I'll reach out to him. And then, um, so uh, if, you know, I know you're kind of uh, on a tight schedule today, but um, if people are trying to, uh, you know, get involved um, or even just support MVP, where where would the best way to find all the that? website is vetsandplayers.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're on social media as well. I believe Twitter is at Vets and Players. Uh, Instagram is at Merging Vets and Players. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's the best way. Just kind of follow us, get connected. If you know uh, a combat vet or a former professional athlete, uh, get them dialed in with MVP. You know, we'd love to help them out. I mean, we, we, and even if we're not in your city right yeah. now, our chapters are in LA, Las Vegas, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Seattle, Dallas, Phoenix. Um, but we have Zoom options as well, twice a week. Oh, cool. So there's, there's ways to connect with us and do, uh, and be a part of MVP even if we're not in your city yet. So I think that's the best way. No, that's great. And then if they're trying to find you, it's uh, uh, at Nate Boyer 37. Nice. 37 was my college number. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, I saw the, the Jersey Saturday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my good friend, MJ McFarlane. Who yeah. I, played, I played in college with, he's a tight end. He played with Dallas and Philadelphia in the NFL. Is that um, the really big guy. Yeah. He was great, man. I hung yeah. out with him for a little he's bit. Awesome. Yeah. He's now, uh, he, he's, he, you know, he's my realtor down here oh, no, yeah. he's a good buddy i'll see him later today actually yeah. and, uh, he said he was coaching doing something at um God, what was it called it was like ath- athletic or something that he he's doing something with them as well I, I was gonna talk to him about that too he does a lot man i know he's got a foundation as well that he's working with and um just a really generous guy so, just a good, so good person nice. man and you know he was the idiot that that uh that bought well i should say donated a thousand dollars for me to sign that jersey man. that's and devalue it a little bit. More. So, <laughs> Man, it funny. was crazy the support you were getting. And uh, I was not expecting I, those me. bids. It's not yeah. the support I'm getting. It's the support MVP. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, it really yeah, is. It really, yeah. I mean, people, people, it people was, feel the power of the organization. We had yeah. a few of our members there in attendance from Dallas and, you know, other places. Well, I definitely felt it. Um, you know, I, I do get a ton of nonprofits and charities that hit me up that, like, want to work. And I would love to help everyone out. But there's very few, if almost any, that I relate to. Or that I really can see from my personal experience the benefit of. And just everything from watching that video that we watched and then talking to everybody. And then, you know, when we were out Saturday, which is, by the way, I don't think I've ever... I can honestly say that was the first time I've taken a fire truck to a bar. <laughs> Dude, hook and ladder ATS. Yeah. That's my boy Dan. Yep. Uh, he bought this uh, this fire truck <laughs> and turned it into uh, uh, a party engine. Yeah. So he, you know, yeah. it's it's amazing. They they carts people around and they have a great time and get to see Austin and yeah. you know do some bar hopping and so yeah. Look up. That's another thing. Yeah. To look up. Look up uh, hook and ladder ATX on Instagram. Yep. And, uh, you know, next time, <laughs> if you're living in Austin or next time you come to Austin, yeah. schedule a, schedule a, a ride with him. I think he, 
typically he'll do like two hour rides, maybe even longer. And, you know, you can kind of go spot to spot, but it's, it's cool. There's a few of those companies in Austin, but this is the most unique one. And, yeah. you know, I think he's going to do some stuff to, you know, work with local fire departments and foundations and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So he's solid, but I was, I was really happy he came out and supported MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was great. That was, that was a ton of fun. And, um, yeah, I, I was, I was so excited to be on that. I actually left my car downtown just to go ride on that thing. <laughs> so, but, um, no, I mean, I really appreciate you coming out and everything you've done for me just the past couple of weeks. And, of uh, I look forward to doing more stuff with MVP and, and you and yep. seeing how we can just grow it. Um, and really trying to take care of everyone and it got cold in here really quick. Yeah, it's all good. It's chilling. <laughs> yeah, I was freezing. So um, hotter than you know what outside. Yeah. So it's all good. I know my AC blew out of my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> blasting all the fans on me. So, but um, no, it'll be good. Because well, I'll I'll be out here a lot more mm-hmm. uh, come the fall. Especially we'll be open. Should be opening up our uh, our F forty five MVP gym at that time. Where's hopefully. that going to be at? Up north Don't know or south? exactly yet. Oh, okay, looking downtown um, and kind of downtown adjacent for now, but. Uh, from there, you know, I think we will expand all around uh, different parts of Austin, probably up here in Pflugerville and some other yeah. places. So uh, we'll figure all that out. But uh, yeah, more to follow. We'll keep you in, we'll keep you dialed in. And you got a movie coming out too, right? Do yeah. <laughs> thank you. I yeah, I forgot about, about that. Yeah, <laughs> I directed my first movie a little over a year ago. Uh-huh. That's about the genesis of MVP. Okay. Um, and it's not a documentary. It's a you know it's a narrative feature, and it was cool. Uh, much like I just watched the other night, I watched. Uh, Hustle. You haven't seen Hustle on oh, Netflix yet. I've been Adam wanting to Sandler. watch it. It's yeah. incredible. I heard. And there's so many actual NBA players playing, um, you know, characters kind of based off of other people's stories in the movie. Um, some of them are playing themselves, but some of them are playing, you know, uh, created characters. Uh-huh. So in the MVP movie, very similar concept. Every veteran portrayed on screen is played by an actual veteran. Um, and the athletes like Tony Gonzalez and, Randy Couture, Jay Glazer, uh, Michael Strahan, and Howie Long have a cameo. These guys all play themselves in the movie, and it's about M- how MVP started. And uh, you know, it was a it was a Marine who was living in a homeless shelter in in, uh, in East Hollywood on Sunset, and he meets a former NFL player, first year out of the league, uh, and they're going through the same struggles. You know, they got on paper they got nothing in common, um, different socioeconomic class, different uh, skin color. Um, different backgrounds, obviously, with sports and the military, but uh, they're the same, you know, and they kind of help each other through those struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'll definitely have to watch that. I heard a lot of good things about yeah. Hustle. I love those kind of movies, too, that, like, you know, utilize those guys in their you know personas to really get get a message out there. Definitely. So. Yeah, and we'll screen it. We'll screen it out here in L.A. We'll probably have a, a theatrical release and hopefully. Excuse, excuse me, me, out, out, here, in out here in Austin. <laughs> I'm flying back to L.A. today, so I'm all twisted up. <laughs> But uh, we'll screen it out here and, and probably do uh, like a, a limited theatrical release out here as well. Come mm-hmm. uh, September, October time frame. I'm there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be working with the NFL around Salute to Service Month and, and promoting it and getting it out. But it'll really help with uh, with MVP and, and what we're building. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope to uh, get you out here, too, for the Big Fit Fest in September. And Nice. Uh, yeah. No, we'll do. We got lots of fun projects we'll we'll put together. And I like it. I said, man, anything you need, you just I'm a call away so perfect but um on that note alex my man you know what to do (laughs) probably the first time i've never brought alex in a conversation hey